When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport, crystal clear through the SEN app, of course, and through your digital radio dials. Paul Sebastiani here, bringing us up to 3am across the eastern coast of Australia. Well, uh, we've had plenty of tennis news on and off the court in the last couple of days, uh, namely Novak Djokovic, uh, plenty of news surrounding him and his return to the Australian Open in 2023. And joining us on the line to chat about it all and some epic ATP finals that have been playing out in Turin. It's uh, none other than the first serve's very own Brett Phillips. Brett, uh, a very good evening to you. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you, Paul. Uh, Nice to to be on the overnight crowd with you. It is indeed. Thanks very much for for joining us. Uh, Well, well, let's get stuck straight in with the elephant in the room, Novak Djokovic. Uh, The visa ban overturned. I think we maybe see this coming a little bit heading into 2023. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was always going to go in this direction, uh, particularly with you know a change of government. I think just the world being Paul in a much better place. I know there's uh, the people who are still up in arms at uh, you know, the whole fiasco of last summer, and you know the rank and file people out there who went through a pretty tough time with COVID, and um, mm-hmm. they always get their nose out of joint when you know there's maybe special rules applied to sports people. But I just reckon now we you know we're all at that point for the last uh, six or 12 months where we've just been getting on with life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we just want to live and let's just open the world up and let everyone, uh, why, why put three-year bans on people? Now, Novak's, yes, decided not to, um, you know, uh, be vaccinated. Uh, we know plenty of people in the world have decided not to be vaccinated, and that is their choice, absolutely. So I, I think it was always going to be a fait accompli that um, he was going to get back here uh, to Australia, which, if you're just purely talking from a tennis perspective, is mm. uh, is fantastic because you know he's on the cusp of creating you know some incredible history. Uh, he and the Dales still alive in the game. We know the next generations come in a really big way in 2022. So I think it's it's a great sort of little collision course with Djokovic and the Dale still a bit left in the tank. Mm. And these young guns now who um, are just ready to, you know, take them on and beat them. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic to see these these elder statesmen still still up and about. On oh, no, but how do you think he'll be received by us in Australia? I mean, I ran a poll on the overnight crowd um, a couple of days ago when it was announced, and it seemed to be overwhelmingly positive. Um, the fact that he's you know back in he'll be back in Australia next season. How are you feeling? The sentiment will play out next year. Yeah. I mean, look, he's always been one that's, uh, you know, never felt the entire love of any crowd uh, wherever he's gone around the world. I mean, he's always been sort of cast as the villain, Paul, uh, up against the popularity of Nadal and Federer. And he was the disruptor uh, all those years ago and and might eventually, uh, you know, break all the records and statistically be the best of the three. Um, You can argue still who is uh, the greatest of all time, but statistically he might have all the records in the book. 
Uh, but he's got, look, as much as he's got the people that probably don't like him, he's got a, a huge base um, around the world as well. I mean, the Serbian fans obviously uh, you know, think he's a god, really, <laughs> back, in, <laughs> back, in, back in Serbia. So he does get a lot of parochial support, but he also gets uh, people who are just, just, for whatever reason, never warm to Novak, uh, just the way he presents himself. So... Uh, but I think when it's all said and done, I mean, we're a pretty educated crowd in Australia. We love yep. the champions being here. It's become the most popular sporting event in the country. And uh, he's a, what, a nine-time winner yeah. of it. So, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think uh, overwhelmingly he'll have um, the support um, here in Australia, I think. Yeah, and speaking of his uh, on-court form, uh, we know he's had a bit of an interrupted sort of 2022, but uh, he was very strong against Andre Rublev uh, mm. in the ATP finals. and. He faces Medvedev uh, next up. Uh, how have you seen his form in the last couple of days? He looks pretty strong. He does, yeah. I mean, he obviously hasn't played the same volume of tennis uh, this year, but that's taken nothing away from his play. When he has played, uh, he's pretty much dominated. <laughs> yeah, winning, winning Wimbledon, winning other events, and it might just be potentially, you know, all this tennis he's missed in the last 12 months, it might be a blessing in disguise for his longevity in the sport. Now, we know he's super fit. He uh, has a, a different sort of, um, you know, uh, thinking process to what he puts in his body, and he's been very alternate in, in that regard, and he's gone down uh, a little bit left field in terms of, uh, you know, making sure he's fit and healthy and can stay in the sport. I mean, he's He's an incredible athlete who uh, can certainly play, you know, for the next four to five years until he's forty, like Roger has. So, yeah, I mean, he, um, I mean, you know, he, he's he's built himself mentally and physically to play these big events, and he has that capacity to dial in where others can't dial in to. So, yeah, I, uh, I I've got no doubt he hasn't lost much of his mojo at all. But uh, in saying that, I mean, you throw uh, Alcaraz mm. in a. Uh, Holgarune, of course, who's uh, won Paris recently. And these guys are not playing the resume on the other side of the net. They're just going out and playing fearless tennis. So uh, I'm looking forward to next year when hopefully Djokovic can play a full calendar again and we get to see you know, more of these um, matchups. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe I think you, you mentioned Djokovic being the uh, the spanner in the works to Nadal and, and Federer. Maybe Alcaraz is the spanner in the works to, to Djokovic and, and Nadal at, at the Aussie Open uh, next season. Well, we hope Paul is going to be right. Of course, he's had to pull out of the ATP <laughs> finals. We saw him uh, crown this morning with uh, the world number one trophy and he uh, sustained an injury in, in Paris. I mean, it's been a long year. He's played a lot of tennis and not only played a lot of tennis, but, um, you know, he's played some uh, matches where you think, uh, how on earth are you still standing by the end of the year? But this is, he's built an incredible frame at such a young age. But uh, there's got to be some wear and tear there. And as we know, in tennis, the players get such a short uh, off-season. They're back uh, having to perform, you know, in the space of four or five weeks. It's unlike any other sport, you know, where obviously most sports are very seasonal. Uh, so I just hope I hope we're going to see the best of Alcaraz uh, in Australia, but uh, yeah, no doubt he's he's feeling it at the back end of the year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now speaking of of uh, two gentlemen who who pretty much put doubles back on on the map, uh, they did it earlier in the Aussie Open uh, this year. The special K's, uh, sensational come from behind win against Ivan Dodig and uh, Austin Krajicek. Mm. 
uh, in the doubles to keep their flame flickering. Uh, what did you make of, of their performance? I mean, they're just they're just crowd pleasers, aren't they? These two. Well, well yeah. I mean, look, they were they were very good. They you know came back, got it done. You know, there's a few smash rackets, some of the stuff I sort of used to with uh, you know Kyrgios in particular. So you either like or you, you don't. Um, anyway, I've uh, wrestled with that for a good part of a decade covering Nick, but. Look, uh, I suppose where they are different to... And this is a great event. I love the ATP finals because you've got the best eight singles players and the best eight doubles pairings. So all those other doubles pairings are guys that are playing together all year round um, who you'd walk past in the street and you wouldn't even know them. Uh, but they're very good at their craft. And that's where I think, you know, the tours can do a lot better job in marketing the doubles guys. And here you've got sort of two singles guys who have come together... Uh, to their own surprise, won an Australian Open earlier in the year, uh, won another event during the year and have earned enough points to qualify for this event. And they play a different sort of brand of doubles, a uh, different sort of synergy, but they're relying on a lot of their natural talent and instinct. Mm-hmm. And that obviously rattles the cage a bit of these established doubles pairings who use more sort of touch and feel and the nuances of the court where these two are sort of playing singles tennis in a sense on a doubles court and that throws the other guys a little bit so the good part is by winning this morning they're still alive to potentially make the semi-finals so they'll go around again what friday night early saturday morning our time uh, having to win their last match to potentially mm-hmm. qualify. So we'll wait to see. And that last match, Brett, is against uh, Nikola Mekic and Mate Pavic, who, let's just say, I don't think there's mm. going to be any love loss between uh, between these pairs. No. We know <laughs> what happened at the Australian Open earlier this year. And uh, we, we know that, well, there's a Netflix documentary that's going to be coming out. And uh, I'm not sure exactly when that's going to be released. But um, I, I hope the bit where... Uh, their coach, um, when he went into the locker room and he took on Kyrgios and Kokonakis, I hope that makes the final cut uh, because that uh, I, I do know the cameras were in there. <laughs> so uh, there's a little bit of uh, there's absolutely no love lost. I think it's uh, I think we'll have to get the popcorn out uh, for this one. Uh, speaking of popcorn out, uh, the a couple of final games we'll go through before we let you go. City uh, Pass versus uh, Medvedev. City Pass finally. I mean, Medvedev has had the wood over him for pretty much the entirety of their careers, but City Pass was able to able to get a very strong victory uh, over Medvedev in in a well, it was an epic three set battle in the end. Yeah, it was a great match. Um, it was a, a unbelievable uh, second set tiebreaker that it went the distance. So there were you know match points for Stefanos. Medvedev was hanging in there. He had set points and eventually yeah went to. It went to three, and you know, these two obviously have had a bit of a, a frosty time at, at times on court. They haven't always uh, necessarily seen eye to eye, but there's you know respect, and they're obviously going to play each other a hell of a lot over the next five to ten years. Uh, you know, both being established top ten players. But this is the great part about uh, this tournament, Paul, is that um, you can't ease into the tournament. You're up against mm-hmm. your contemporaries in the top ten, and you've got to hit the ground running like you're playing a, a semi final from the start. Uh, but yeah, good quality tennis. And yeah, look, I, I went to the the London version, the O2, a few years ago, which was brilliant. It's gone to Turin. I mean, everything's gone to Italy uh, in the world of tennis in the last two years. They've become the big tennis event specialists, and they're producing some good players. And they love not only their food, they love their tennis, uh, <laughs> the Italians. So yeah, they're getting a real treat uh, in, in both groups. And yeah, Stefanos has won this title before. He'd love to finish uh, with a real bang. Um, but still, he, you know, his challenge is to get it done at Grand Slam level. He's been very good at tour level. He probably plays more than 
any of the other guys in the top 10 on a week-to-week basis. Um, He's still, still trying to chase that elusive major, which is, you know, they're difficult to win. Yeah, they are indeed. Uh, well, Brett, uh, much appreciated. Thank you very much for, for joining us. We can find all, all your work on uh, at the first serve, uh, first serve on, on SEN. That's uh, 8 p.m., I believe, most, most weeks. Is that correct? Yeah, we've got a couple more weeks to go, Paul. Mm-hmm. We'll wrap up at the end of November and have a little spell and, and settle back up in January. But, yeah, if you can't hear us live, you can always... Uh, podcast the show through the SEN website and yeah we dissect the world of tennis every week for just about every week of the year super stuff and can we get I know it's a a little while out but can we get maybe an early Oz Open tip from you (laughs) well I think on the women's side right now I mean she's been the star of the year and really cashed in with Ash Barty (laughs) retiring that's been English Fiontech I mean what a year incredible year um and that's the disappointment I suppose we would have loved to have seen Fiontech Barty really establish a rivalry so I still think she is uh, at, right at the top of her game and there's a fair gap uh, between her and that chasing pack. And, well, look, you know, I mean, Novak has owned Melbourne Park for as long as we can remember. So now that he's allowed back in the country, I think he has to start top billing and um, we'll just see how healthy everyone is. It's always a, it's a tricky one, mm. that month of January. Uh, some players don't come in cherry ripe, so there might be a smoky that... Paul, you and I can't even see right now. So we could just bob up and have a run. I'll scroll through all the way down on the bookies page and have a look. <laughs> Brett Phillips joining us uh, on the overnight crowd. Uh, thanks very much, Brett. It's much appreciated. I'm sure we'll, we'll chat very soon. Thanks, Paul. Pleasure. There we go. We'll take a break and be back with more. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.